Hey, listener, Zach Harper here. Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to play fantasy sports. Also, fastest growing fantasy app in the industry. Here's how it works. The Pick'em Game. Pick whether your favorite players will have a higher or lower stat total in this week's game for a chance to win big. How big, you ask? I'm so glad you asked that question, listener. You can win up to 100 times your money in a single night. Pick between two and five players. Build a pick'em entry. You can also do rivals picks. You can put like Tyrese Halliburton and Jalen Brunson against each other. And whoever has more points, more assists, more rebounds, whatever you want to do, that is your rivals pick. I would maybe go with Jalen Brunson in these playoffs. By the way, in the regular season, Jalen Brunson, scoring tear, going higher on his point totals all the time. Joel Embiid, whenever he did actually play, higher on his scoring totals all the time. Victor Wembanyama for the next 15, 20 years, here's a pro tip for you. Take higher on the blocks. That's right. So you're probably wondering, how do you sign up? Oh my God, listener, you are full of good questions today. Sign up with the promo code DING, that's D-I-N-G, to claim your special pick first time deposit offer up to $250 in bonus cash. $250, man, that's a lot. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the app store. And don't forget to register with our code DING, D-I-N-G, to claim your special pick and first time deposit offer up to $250 in bonus cash. Must be 18 or older, 21 or older in Massachusetts, Arizona, 19 or older in Alabama and Nebraska, and present in a state where underdog fantasy operates. Terms apply. Concerned with your play, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.ncpgambling.org. Arizona, 1-800-NEXT-STEP. That's 1-800-639-8783. Or text next step to 53342. New York, call the 24-7 Hope Line at 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to another episode of Rue's Kitchen. I'm your host, Jason Madison, joined always by my co-hosts, Bethany Anderson and Anthony Mays. Welcome. This is the last episode, season finale, season two of Euphoria. Last call for food, folks. Kitchen shutting down. Oh, my gosh. And we actually hear the name of the high school multiple times now. Mm. <laughs> we can no longer call it Euphoria High. Not oh, always be Euphoria <laughs> High to me. <laughs> always. And we saw police. Right. <laughs> Where did they put that? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. No, that really bothered me when, when you've got, I mean, we're, we're just going to get right into it. When you got Nate driving 90 again. Drinking a Bud Heavy again yeah. with a gun in the car, and then he calls the cops? Yeah. What? Yeah. 
Yeah, no, the, for a season I had episodes that I hated and episodes that I loved. This episode really gave me a lot of mixed feelings. There were some mm. just flat out terrible moments in the episode that didn't make any sense at all. And then there were some really good moments that were that were nice. You want to be me? optimist, Jay? Let's start with the good. What did you like? Yeah. Um, what did I like? <laughs> Wait, hold on. I mean, he was lying, folks. Yeah, no, no, no. no. I, I, okay, okay. I did like Maddie finally getting in that ass uh, and put, putting her paws on Cassie. That was great. We got the we got the slap. That sound effect. Shout out to the, the audio. The uh, what is the what's the word I'm looking for? With the sound design team. Yeah, the sound design, but that's not the word. <laughs> Damn, the Foley people. Shout out to the Foley people because that slap <laughs> sound effect was was perfect. And then when she shoved her into the brick wall in the hallway. And yeah, then, that was a satisfying thud right there. <laughs> yeah, it really was. So I, I thoroughly actually enjoyed that. I, I was much like the third friend yelling in I the didn't. background. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't yeah. like it. Not at all. Because <laughs> ass, Maddie. we needed to see more. Mm. We have experienced Cassie and Nate hooking up for the entire season. And mm-hmm. all we get is Speak a push into the wall and a, and a backhand. Speak on no, it, that's not enough. It's not yeah. enough. And of course, after the show airs, Twitter goes crazy. Everyone is so upset that Dominic, <laughs> that our boy Elliot yeah. is sitting there singing to Rue for, um, for two and a half minutes. You know what? Like, to keep it on brand with the show, what they should have done was to have him sing to Rue, but Mm. show the fight scene in the back. Mm. Right, right, yeah. And then maybe Cassie would be singing along. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Like a little cow moment, you know? For sure. Why not? I I needed more. I needed more. And we did get a a, a quick flash of BB. She's there. Egging her on. She when she exist. stood up, I was like, there she is. She was yep. there the whole time. What mm-hmm. the fuck? Yeah, I guess we couldn't even really fully enjoy that moment because we needed more ass beating. So right. we finally got Rue reading the whole letter that she wrote to her dad. I like that moment. I thought we got some closure there, you know, just as an audience because they kept going back to this scene of, you know, the memorial and we finally got to the end of that and that was that was good and i guess my favorite moment which even though it was my favorite moment it was still kind of fucked up because i don't understand it in the context of the show uh was at the end of the play where they're you know hugging each other and they're comforting uh-huh. each other which is preceded by a nice moment where you know rue tells her how she loves the play but was that part <laughs> of the play so it's like even in a moment that i thoroughly kind of enjoyed going back and thinking on it i'm like wait if that's the end of the play was the phone call part of the play as well like jason jason what do you think this is like a well-written tv show like what do you think this is come on it's whatever you want it to be jason (laughs) there you go left up to your own interpretation Mm -hmm. yeah so yeah that's that's what i liked yeah, Rexy, Rexy, the phone call at the end was nice. Yeah. That was the good, you know, culmination of at least the last two episodes. Kind of, kind of the whole first two seasons because Lexi and Rue start out as really close friends and then pretty much have not talked very much at all since yeah. then. There's been a lot of distractions. <laughs> I'm glad you got 
the stuff you like. I liked I liked Cassie going up on stage and turning it into <laughs> yeah. even another layer of reality. And then the mom's up there and no one can stop her. And everybody's like, is this the play? And and then you get people chanting Lexi in the crowd, started by Rue. I love how Rue shrunk down in her chair to, yeah. to start that chant. I like that. I liked... Oh, boy. Yep. Drawing a blank. There you <laughs> wait, go. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, okay, so that actually brings me to uh, another part. I think it was actually my, my really my favorite moment in the episode was when, and I don't, forgive me, I don't know the stage manager's name, the, the black girl, uh, when she's talking to Lexi backstage and uh, they're having the talk about the show and, you know, she said, this is the only thing I've ever done and this is a disaster. And she says, well, at least it's not boring. And I just thought that was a great, like, for people who were involved in, like, entertainment showbiz, like, I love that thought process. That's real. Yeah, yeah that's so real. real. Because it's like, yeah, you can have something that's a train wreck. And, you know, the, if you're a creator of some, something like that, you're going to feel terrible. But, like, you entertained a crowd. And really, that's what it's all about. You kept them engaged the whole time. And they're still waiting for the end of the play. You're sitting literally in the back of the auditorium and people are just sitting in their chairs like well this is so good i need to see the ending you know so <laughs> no one left no nobody one left <laughs> yeah except for nate it's almost so. like they're talking about the show itself jason <laughs> yeah exactly very meta of them <laughs> very it's very not meta. boring i wasn't bored i'll give yeah. you that so yeah that was a that was a part that i really enjoyed their their interaction and just how she kind of squatted down and and you know talked talked to lexi when she was having that that moment i like that was really nice all right let's yeah. let's get to let's get to nate and cal um jesus what the hell is going on he drives you know, over there 90 miles an hour he's drinking he's got the gun he loads the gun he walks in cal is having a party having an orgy a soiree. He's got some interesting <laughs> characters, but there's one thing that was unforgivable about this scene, and that was the natural light. <laughs> I am so outraged that we've got some grown-ass adults. Cal is 40, he's 40 years old. He's a grown-ass man. He does pretty well. Yeah. Why are you buying natural light, dog? What? Who hurt you? Why are you doing this? And it's just out on the table. It's probably warm. We're talking 70% foam at this point. Don't bring Natty Light to an orgy. Nobody wants that shit. God damn it. And Nate comes in there. He can't wait to just bust up this scene. Everybody is looking at him like, what? Oh, new new enter into the into the orgy. Are we gonna get to play with with young Nate? Eventually they all leave. And Nate kept the flash drive. So the burning of the CD and the giving it to Jules was a waste. And he calls the cops on his dad. And yeah, that's it. So, so there's so many bad things about this scene. Um, the gun is probably culprit number one. Uh, why does he have the gun? He doesn't bring the gun out. He doesn't have any interaction with the gun. In they the violated Chekhov's law. You yeah. introduce a gun, it has to go off. The gun didn't go off. He just right. loaded it. Yeah, and he dev he never even presented the gun or acted like he was going to present a gun um, at all in the scene. Violation number two is if you gave Jules the discs, but you backed everything up on a uh, flash drive and you told Jules that, hey, I want you to destroy this, and then you 
give it to the cops. Now, does Jules have to appear in court in order to corroborate all of this that she's underage? Now you've just made this even messier. You wanted to protect your dad's business. You effectively just ruined it. Mm -hmm. I didn't get any of that, why any of it made sense. How could the police just arbitrarily arrest him? How do they know that people are underage or non-consensual? It was a lot of question marks (laughs) in that whole ordeal. Let's not answer any of those. Let's just have (laughs) the cops come in and then let's cut away. And that's it for the end of the season. I was thinking about that because I think with Nate still having these nightmares, maybe he decided like, okay, I'm not going to shut up about any of this shit. This is bothering me. So let me try to end this in some way. Let my dad face some sort of consequence. And I guess he's just going to rock out with his dad in in prison. Yeah, we did get the clarification on the dad fucking him in the ass nightmare that he's had it since he was a kid. Also, we got to remember Nate drove straight from the play to go do this. So he's a little torn up emotionally and he definitely made an impulsive, irrational decision there. So he's created an even bigger mess for himself. Cal, all right. Sorry that you're partying at the office nonstop. (laughs) Days are over. But honestly, I'm not interested. Like, I guess the Cal flashback episode was good. And I think you guys like the pissing in the foyer monologue more than I did, but get him get him out of here. I don't want to deal with Cal in court in season three. I have no interest. Oh God. Yeah, no. I don't care to see him ever again. I think that I'm cool on that. <laughs> no more Cal. <laughs> like he was a, such a terror this season that I am like I'm cool on ever seeing him again. And Jay, I think what you're saying about about Jewel is that was Nate just back on his manipulative bullshit, right? He's he's endearing himself to her but then he's doing whatever he wants at the same time so who knows if it'll come back to like you said if they have to depose her probably not i would say that it's gonna stay secret but it just shows nate's a fucking asshole we already knew that yeah (laughs) and you know we always talk about how well on twitter like there's things that you want to say after we've like recorded that was one thing i was like something is just so like Nate is up to something for him just to give the disc and be like, oh, do whatever, whatever you want with it. Uh, okay. You've been like terrorizing me for this entire school year. And now you're just going to hand me this disc and tell me do whatever I want with it. No, something seems super fishy that he was just able just to hand it off and just ride off into the sunset to go see Cassie. <laughs> but no, of course he backed it up. Of course he had to keep it. It's been uh, such a staple in his life since he saw the tapes. Of course, he's going to back it up. I think it's some sort of like sick, twisted mental thing that he just couldn't let it all go. Right. And so he also confirmed for us about the dream he had in the last episode about Cal uh, Mm -hmm. having sex with him, that he, this is a recurring dream. Mm -hmm. This is something that he's been dealing with for a very long time. That might be enough to fuck you up. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that that's actually what stopped the orgy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those people are down for a lot, but <laughs> but not not the father son no. uh, get down. Which brings me to another major major issue that I have with this episode. What is this timeline? Mm. <laughs> the play is going on mm. in 
a couple yeah. other timelines. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what, when is this happening? They don't establish it at all. It's just like yeah. simultaneous with the, because the way that it's cut, it's almost simultaneous with the Fez situation, which, you know, kind of happens during the bulk of the episode, which we know is happening at the same time as the play. Nate right. just left the play. This lighting makes it seem like it's a midday golden hour. I don't know. It's a little after school, after school play. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, yeah right. It, and that was a whole other thing. When Rue walks out at the end of the episode, it's definitely afternoon. And I'm like, they're it, watching the play. And it seems like this is something that would happen in the evening. The fact that like all of these people are there. I don't know. It just, the timeline of all of this was just... Jason, what do you think this is? A <laughs> yeah. well-written mm-hmm. TV show? Mm-hmm. It's, it always <laughs> comes down to the editing for me, man. Yeah. Like, they edit this thing together just with whatever tonally they want to connect with, you know? Mm-hmm. It's not about time. That is not on their mind at all. Time is a construct. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay, Bethany, separate podcast, okay? Slow down with the... <laughs> Time is a construct of man. Don't get me going on that. We got too much to talk about. <laughs> but what one thing I was really like messed up as far as the timeline, because we we see Rue have this moment of going through withdrawals. Um, clearly it's happening over a weekend where Maddie celebrates her birthday and you know she finds out about Cassie and Nate. And then she's just sober as hell sitting at this play. And then they cut and she's like, oh, yeah, I went to Elliot's house a few days ago. A few days ago? What? When? When? When were we able to fit this in? I'm so confused. Like, was this play on a Friday? Like, did we go through a whole week of... It could be months later, B. It could be months later. I was so confused. It it just, it made no sense. Here was the second most unforgivable thing about this episode, besides the Natty Light. All right, that is number one. Don't bring Natty Light up to my orgy. <laughs> Rue just yada yadas, and then I stayed clean the rest of the school year. Yeah. What? Yeah. 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 What? We we end we end episode six. Mom's on the phone crying. Yeah. Because they can't get her into rehab. We flash forward to the play. Like you pointed out, she's fine. <laughs> she's sober. She looks good. Her skin looks good again. Her hair looks nice. And then they end the play. They end the season. And they're like, yep. And then I was clean. Yeah. So I think when she's with Elliot, they have like this kind of weird interaction where he's like, yeah, I'm still using. Yeah, I'm still going <laughs> to do drugs. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Um, Can we and- be friends if I'm doing drugs? Probably not. <laughs> yeah. And so <laughs> to me, the biggest sin of the episode of the whole season is... Rue running off on the plug twice. Where's Lori? Where's okay, her money? All right, all right. So I don't have I don't have as much of an issue with this as the internet seems to. Yeah, that's not done. Like we're coming back to that for sure. We talked about how convenient it was that she escaped that one time, but the Lori thing will come back. They they chose not to address it this season for reasons I'm not sure. Maybe they were a little constrained budgetarily or time wise. Because it sure seemed like we were missing about an episode or two from this year. Yeah. yeah I, I just don't. Herb staying clean for the rest of the school year when she had a month to sell those drugs and give her the $10,000. And her not appearing in any form or fashion in the episode. Just, I mean, it was just wrong. 
<laughs> I don't know how else to put it. It was just wrong. They should at least show some kind of Lori sending somebody to go find her or having a phone conversation that we can't hear or something. You know what I'm saying? Them eliminating her from the storyline after her escape, I think, was just a sin of the show. I didn't like that. Well, I'm, I'm trying to figure out, because we haven't touched on the whole Fez and Ashtray Faye situation. Mm, yep. But Faye did name drop Laurie knowing that the conversation was being recorded. And so I'm wondering if this is supposed to be some way that they're going to use this as an out for Rue that maybe Laurie was like busted or some shit. I don't know. Right, right. But I, I thought that was really interesting that they, that's the only time we heard Laurie's name in the, like the last two episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I just feel like, even if Lori did get busted, which I, you know, I had that thought as well. It's like they could have addressed it in some kind of way, you know, like to leave that. They could have showed at least show a cop or you know SWAT team like busting yeah. up in the crib or something, a bird chirping, anything. No, anything That's anything. what I'm saying. I think I think it's coming. I think it's coming next year. Like I think I think that that is the logical out. Like you said, B. I think that's the only way to undo this giant clusterfuck that they've created with fez and with with rue but they did not have enough time to do all that so they they yada yada it and we'll be back they could have there's a lot of shit in this episode that they could have kept to themselves put that shit on the editing floor because great song elliot cool <laughs> yeah and he sings for two and a half minutes and be, then be- says that's I'm still working on it, bro. You sang the whole song. That's it. That's B, it. B, did you know that he's a musician in real life? Oh my god! Maybe that's why they did it. Yeah, so they, they had to give make him a sure. chance to sing. <laughs> that was that was in his contract for sure. Um, <laughs> yeah. So you know the the real meat of the episode was the Faye, Fez, and Ashtray scene. And what's your boy's name? Custer. Custer. Custer the Buster. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> he finally got what was coming to him. Snitches get stitches. In this case, no stitches. Just a knife to the throat. Oh, my God. Can we talk about that first, though? Like, how the episode just started just so intense. I literally, five minutes in, five, mm-hmm. I had to pause it. I just had to, like, take a breather. I had to take a lap. And just like kind of get it together. Like, okay, what is this episode really about to give us? Because if we just start off with a blade to the throat, like shit is about to get real. But they they really just, it was so drawn out. Like I understand, like they want us to feel like we're in this moment, but they really just did not answer enough. I really hate the fact that we don't, we just didn't get any closure with, anything as far as uh Lexi and Fez and uh, again the whole you know Faye how she's just like staring at the door as the SWAT team is coming in it's like is she feeling a sense of relief is she afraid like what's happening in this moment it was so much happening I was just I was confused I had to watch it back and I was still confused yeah I think they drew it out especially long there was a part that bothered me towards the end um when Fez gets shot he's just sitting there on the on the ground, they shoot uh, about a thousand bullets. None of them hit him. Mm-hmm. And uh, also they pick him up and walk him out after he's been shot in the gut, which 
in all likelihood it could be a mortal wound, but I'm sure it won't be. No. Uh, and so, you know, it's like they, they cuff him and walk him out. Don't give him any medical attention when he's probably bleeding out right now. Um, but yeah, I'm sure the next shot of him will be in jail talking to Lexi on the phone during a visit or something like that. Yes. So they did do some nice foreshadowing stuff from the first episode to this episode with, with Fez and Ash. We had, we literally had the shot of Ashtray with the red dot on his face. That was in the first episode, but it was super blown out. So you couldn't see that there was a red dot, but the, the white was crazy. Also, there's a, a shot of young Fez looking down the same hallway with young ashtray on the ground that was a callback so i like that stuff but the escalation into just chaotic gunfire and violence is what happens in sam levinson's movie assassination nation in only 90 minutes in that movie it goes from essentially the same type of setting and location as euphoria which is you know high school lots of sex and drugs all that but by the end of the movie, everybody's got like AKs and is running around on the streets. So what? this is another part of his repertoire, which is he has a weird violence fetish. And so this scene with Ashtray lying down in the tub and just staging an all-out warfare with, with SWAT guys and shooting a, a policeman close range with a shoddy before presumably getting killed of course we don't see it confirmed but come on man he's not walking away from that fine like i guess i was already stretching my disbelief by having two kid drug dealers <laughs> as the main characters like primary characters in a show but for them to tie it up like this in just a second season i'm like can't we just let them be drug dealers for a while i, I, I know they killed mouse and i know that he just killed custer but I'd rather live in the fantasy land where they just do their thing and are fine than kill a kid, send Fezco to jail with a bullet wound and have to do like, they're going to have to do some serious maneuvering to undo this. And the only way I see it is you pin Ash with the murders. He's dead already. And then Fez flips on Lori and that solves their problems. But I don't know. Yeah. I, yeah I, don't, I can't see that. Like, working in the legal system, but maybe right. in Sam, Sam Levinson's legal system. Yeah, maybe maybe in <laughs> Euphoria Town, Euphoria PD. Yeah, and uh, poor, poor grandma, you know, she's just trying to get some rest, and there's a shootout in the next room. Yeah, I don't know, man. That was, a, was an interesting scene. I mean, you know, of course, as I'm watching it, part of me wants Ash to knife Custer in the throat, but obviously you know what the outcome is going to be. And then when he does it, you're just like, fuck, man. That was you guys ever have a friend that's just like too turned up? Like that their lifestyle will get everybody in trouble? That's that's Ash. It's like, I get it. I understand you are ready to defend and take care of the crib and hold it down. But now everybody's fucked. Everyone yeah. is fucked. Yeah. And of course, you know, you have to take into consideration. This is like a 11 year old kid, however old he is. Like, of course, he doesn't he, he doesn't know how to make sound decisions. Yeah, yeah you're right, B. This is a this is definitely a public service announcement that babies shouldn't be drug dealers. You're right. <laughs> but shout out to Faye, though, for being a real one. She we all saw it coming, though. She right? turned the corner. and Well, I didn't see her 
given that Lori alibi. Okay, yeah, that's true. That's right true. Yeah. That yeah. Hustler's a- like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Shut up, I never bitch. said that, Faye. <laughs> Shut up. Yeah. She really pulled the rabbit out the hat with that one. I was like, okay, Faye, you got a little plan going. And then, yeah, Ash kind of put all that to bed. But, you know, for a second there, we had a glimmer of hope that maybe this could work out for everybody. It wouldn't, it wouldn't be so. And of course, Lexi will never get her card or the flowers. She dedicates. They were so, yeah. She, they were she, so disrespectful with the cops just stepping all over this shit. Like, yeah. can we get a peek about the, at least the first line? Like, oh, yeah, yeah shawty. We had a great <laughs> show, shorty. <laughs> yeah. So she dedicated the play to him and he wasn't there. That was a sad moment. Little Got a little misty right there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. She had to let people know, say, hey, sometimes people need to get their feelings hurt. Right. Shout out to Fez. You're not here. But of the course, show goes on. Guess whose feelings were hurt the most? Lexi's. Right. Yeah. So RIP Ashtray. He was a real one. He held it down. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I saw a tweet um, from at Pop Base. I don't know mm. who this is or if Very this reputable is. reputable source. You know, <laughs> but it says Javon Walton, who plays Ashtray in Euphoria, reveals that Fez was the one that was supposed to die in the season two finale, but the script was changed a day before filming. Mm. <laughs> I don't know how, of course, how reputable that is, but I mean. Seems like this 11 year old kid doesn't get how spoilers work either. Maybe you shouldn't be spilling, spilling the tea like that. Right. On like, Sam I'm Levinson's sure, changes. Exactly. Like, isn't there some sort of like NDA? Like, hey, we're done filming. Don't you say a motherfucking thing. Don't you share pictures. Don't you do anything until we give you the green light. So mm-hmm. I, I don't I don't think this is true because of how everything was came full circle with Ashtray laying in the hallway as a toddler and then how he kind of, you know, loses his life in the same almost the same spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that could uh, you know, that could have been done after they shot it and True. then yeah, yeah. put it together for the show, but I don't really, you know, I I personally said if Fez died, I, I'm I'm off the show. I'm out. So right. I'm not the only person who feels like that, I'm sure, and while we all love Ashtray, he was wildin', man. Like he he, he was <laughs> reckless. So yeah. makes sense. So- so with is it the same to you with Fez going to prison? We probably won't see him again. As no, because they're going to do they're going to do some euphoria gymnastics. I'm telling you, he'll be out of jail by episode four of next year, and it'll be really convenient. And you know, then we get to talk about the euphoria legal system. And right. <laughs> so, do you think we, we're going to have jail visits? Yes, there will definitely be one scene of Lexi going to visit Fez in jail. Yeah, and them and him tearfully confessing how sad he was to miss her play and hopefully we'll get some some fire stokage of the the fexy shipping container that we're all hoping for right right (laughs) also we did not find out who that third child is nope and the jacobs family what's going on who is the baby who's the kid (sighs) who is the baby and and yo I really don't understand what happened to Kat's entire storyline, but they really wiped her the fuck out. I really thought yeah. they were going to give her something in the last two episodes, and they gave us zero. They gave us nothing. 
Well, I guess that's what she gets for disrespecting our boy Ethan like that. They also <laughs> they also bench Jewel. Yeah. Yeah, that was the weirdest thing of this season, right? Is we like get, we get Jewel and and Rue after the play, and Jewel says, you know, I I love you, I still love you, and seems to have handled the absolute decimation that she was on the other end of in the in the with episode five. But right. they they kind of put that on ice as well and and Rue walks away. So you know, we already know that Jewel <laughs> Jewel is not good for Rue. Right. She's she's really not. And I'm glad that, you know, maybe Rue is realizing this. Cause when Rue picked up the phone to make a call, I thought that she was calling Jewel to mm-hmm. apologize or to make some amends, but you know, for her to call Lexi instead, it's like, okay, she seems to be very methodical with how she's, you know, making her rounds and making her apologies and, you know, trying to patch things up. But she really just left Jewel out just to hang dry. It's like, girl, no. And she doesn't even know about the little affair that, you know, they had with, uh, with, um, shit. Elliot. (laughs) (laughs) Which also doesn't get addressed at all. It doesn't get addressed at at all. all. Yeah, I thought it was just interesting this whole season how we didn't really get a lot of Jules' perspective. You know, like previously in the show, we got her perspective and her background and all that. And saw her dad and had episodes kind of more focused on her. Yeah, we didn't get any of that this season. And like you said, she got benched. But I, I actually liked the way that they did that in terms of like her getting clean and her kind of reassociating with Lexi because I feel like that happens to people who do drugs. Like they have their drug friends and their drug relationships. And when they're not on drugs, they don't really deal with those people anymore. And it kind of brings up all of that stuff that they, you know, dealt with when they were on drugs. And Lexi is her friend when she's not on drugs. You know what I'm saying? And that's kind of what they were showing. And I I like that because it, it made sense. And I was like, okay, yeah, now that she's clean, she's calling her real friend who, you know, when she was clean, that's what she did. And that's what her life was about. But so, the play also gave her the green light to say, you know what, I do need to reach back out to Lexi because she just, you know, portrayed me in this play as not an asshole, not a bad person. Like yeah. I'm just a person who, you know, lost her father and took it really hard. And, you know, I did some shit I wasn't proud of, but that doesn't make me a bad person, you know, all all together. So I I like how she's coming to her senses. Like she got a chance to be humanized and not just like, you know, have, you know, a bad two years, three years define her as a person. The voiceover comment of maybe I wasn't that in love. Maybe I was just high. Devastating. Devastating. Yeah. That is oh, real. No, I, I'm sure it is real. I, I'm with you that it's real. That is rough. That yeah. is a rough thing to say. And that just kind of feeds into the you can't trust this damn narrator. You can't trust no. the damn thing she says in this voiceover. It's yeah. omniscient, but it's also unreliable. Unreliable. Yeah. yeah. And so that actually like kind of made me question are we going to get the ending? that be predicted of Rue, you know, dying in the end, because now she's on a different trajectory, you know, um, she's clean. And I, you know, of course you don't want to see your clean friend like fall off the wagon and how are they going to, you know, portray her next season? You know, this show has largely been about her getting to this point 
And are we going to have a season where she like falls back into into those habits? And I, I would not be excited to watch that. I'm sure you know they're going to make it interesting, but I want to see her be clean and you know live a different lifestyle. And maybe find out what she wants to do with her life that isn't <laughs> drugs. You want to uh, know another thing that's fucked up? I'm sorry, it literally just came to my go mind. Ahead. Go ahead. Where's Maddie going? She had this whole scene. Oh yeah with babysitter lady and she gave her a going away present and we got nothing nothing no she didn't say i'm transferring schools i'm getting the fuck not we get nothing Mm-mm. and the whole minka kelly with the cameras that was just so she could give maddie the dress, the dress that she yeah which is weird i feel like there was a little bit more to that she was probably Doing something with those tapes. I don't I'm know. telling you, I'm telling you, Jason and B, there's two episodes that weren't in this season. Yeah. There's two whole episodes of plot lines where Kat figures out her webcamming shit. Yeah. Where Maddie talks about her future, where Jewel and Elliot actually have a conversation <laughs> about what they're doing. Yeah. Where Ali and Rue's mom have a romantic date instead of going to some trash play at a high school. There's so much they left out. There's so much undeveloped, underdeveloped characters and areas for them to explore. This show is very expensive to produce. They shoot on film. We talked about that. The music budget's through the roof, and they do some very ambitious filming. So things got cut. It's never been more obvious. And season three will either pick up the pieces. Hopefully they have enough time to do a full season. But also, like I said, since the beginning, I'm not watching this show for the storylines. That is not why I'm here. I'm here for the acting and I'm here for the the filmmaking. For sure. Yeah. (laughs) But it's fun to pick it apart because it's so comically bad in some ways. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Twitter, Uh, Twitter is having a field day with this finale man oh boy. yeah but you know one thing though i don't like it when people say oh euphoria is just about a bunch of teenagers having sex i feel like this season we didn't get that like we did in, in season one and so for mm. people to still just try to put it in this whole category like oh you guys are watching people who are supposed to be teenagers having sex and doing drugs is like do you guys watch the show at all? Like, do you guys understand like what we're digging into with this, with the whole storyline, even though it's not, you know, cohesive, it's still more than just teenagers having sex and doing, and doing drugs. Yeah. There wasn't a lot of sex in this season at all. Uh, um, It's more violence, honestly. Very suspenseful. Yeah. And plenty of drama. (laughs) Right. So the, one of the final scenes was uh, Cassie and Maddie in the bathroom. And I thought that was a pretty good moment. We have Maddie putting a Coke bottle to her cut foot, which was the only injuries she suffered <laughs> in the ass beating uh, that she put, put on uh, Cassie. And so Cassie's got her bloody nose and she's trying to uh, break the tension in the room and like Sam, please give us more. How yeah. do we get to the point where you slamming this bitch up against the brick wall and you chase you continue to chase her 
And then we just see like a little blood on her nose and everybody just in the bathroom, just like, yeah. Like, yeah, what? What happened? It's just a setup so they can say the lines. Like it doesn't make narrative sense. You ever have that moment where you're like, damn, I'm hungry, but I don't want to go out to eat. It is way too expensive. And I don't know what to make because I'm not really into cooking. Guess what? It's real easy. It's real simple. I got a solution for you. HelloFresh. They deliver They deliver pre-portioned ingredients to your door, including farm fresh produce that arrives within a week. So you get convenience without skimping on quality. You skip the trip to the grocery store, save you the wait in the long lines and ensuring you don't waste money on excess food. Also, 72% cheaper than a restaurant meal of the same quality. Let me say that again. 72% cheaper than a restaurant meal of the same quality and you can save on average over $65 per month when you order HelloFresh instead of grocery shopping. It's money back in your pocket. All right? So, to review, A, great food, B, less expensive, C, less expensive than even if you went grocery shopping yourself. HelloFresh cuts back on time spent in the kitchen with meals ready in around 30 minutes or less. 30 minutes or less. I'm talking about right now, I'm recording this at noon. By 12.30, lunch is served and it's fire. Come on now. You know I did it. I'm not just, I'm, I don't do this thing while I read the ad. Like, oh, what do you want me to talk about? Uh, I'll, I'll say whatever. I got to live it. I got to experience it. And I did. I had the beef tenderloin and cheese fondue. Woo-wee! Fire. Fire. I've got leftovers in the fridge right now that I'm about to destroy. That's right. Those 30 minutes that I was going to take to make a meal, I lied. Not making a meal right now. Eat my leftovers. But guess what? Tonight, dinner, we back at it. So make sure you're doing your due diligence. Make sure you're getting your HelloFresh living right. Save you time. Save you money. Make sure everybody going crazy in the house. Go to HelloFresh.com slash BOMB16 and use code BOM16 for up to 16 free meals and 3 free gifts. That's right. It's HelloFresh.com slash BOM16. Use code BOM16 for up to 16 free meals and 3 free gifts. HelloFresh, it's America's number one meal kit. I could see... I could see that that playing out in either direction next year, which is I could see Cassie and Nate getting back together and more mess there. I could also see Cassie and Maddie kind of burying the hatchet because they had one little squabble, you know, like it left it open ended enough where he could do whatever he wanted. And it's you're right. You're both right. It, It wasn't totally satisfying. That's the other thing, like thinking about the ending. I don't see how all three of these characters exist now. Like, because if Maddie's leaving and then Cassie and Nate are together, then where's Maddie? If Nate and Cassie break up, then Nate doesn't really have a place in the show. Driving around aimlessly (laughs) all day and all night. Yeah. So I feel like one of them has to go at this point, you know, like that's kind of my feeling. And even like Jewel, like, 
you know, now that her and Rue have broken up, like if they if there's no lingering get back situation, where does Jewel fit in this storyline? I would love to see more Gia and to for the show to kind of dive into the sisterly bond and what is going on with Gia. You know that uh, Leslie hinted at that in you know the previous episode. So I wonder if next season we're going to get more of her story and what her life is about. I think that would be cool. But yeah, I think next season we kind of have to do away with some of these characters. And it's funny because Dominic Fike went on like Fallon or something, and he was saying that he's in season three. And I'm like, why? <laughs> he's got another song to, to sing <laughs> off of his LP. Yeah, like, like uh, what purpose does he have on the show now? Like, I don't, <laughs> you know, he's cool. Like, he was cool for the moment and did what he needed to do. But I don't think, I just don't. So I have a question. So season three is going to come around. What is at the top of your list? What do you want to see happen, like episode one? Because I think everybody wanted. Nate to get his ass beat episode one of and season two and, and it, it happened. happened. So right. what would you like to see in season three? Okay. So just, just rock with me here. All right. <laughs> Nate takes over his dad's business, drops out of school, starts doing architecture, whatever the hell it is full time, <laughs> even without a degree. Okay. <laughs> he takes all that money and he becomes a vigilante at night. He literally right. becomes the, the American psycho that he's always wanted to be. He's just driving around, drinking beers, just wreaking havoc. Cops are his friends, apparently, so no issues there. Fez is in jail. He flips on Lori. Lori, goes to, Lori gets pinned. Fez gets out. He and Lexi finally go on a date. Rue gets away scot-free. She's Ooh. sober. But then at one point, there's a dramatic drug relapse, probably related to something with Jewel. They're still going to keep the love triangle going with Jewel, Elliot, and Rue. Cassie screams a lot. Lexi <laughs> gets like a movie deal or something, and she makes euphoria within euphoria. And there you go. That's your season three. Wow. Yeah. I like that. I'm not sure about the whole, like, Nate and his... <laughs> what? What do you mean? It's a natural village origin story, B. Yeah. He needs, he, needs, he needs money to fund his psycho operation of just, <laughs> just ruining people's lives one at a time. Well, I think the only way we can keep Nate and Jewel in the show is if they start dating. <laughs> oh, oh, great, great point. I like that. Great point. That's why he gave her the disc. Yeah. So she's, she's a free agent now, right? You know, Rue's not interested. So she's on the market. And so, you know, Oh, one last thing. One last thing. Guess who are cellmates in prison? Fez and Cal. (laughs) Right. That'd be great. After he beat his ass and gave him the lecture a couple episodes back. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be (laughs) awesome. I would love to see Fez get out of jail by some uh, magical loophole. We want to see that. I want to see uh, him and Lexi going on uh, sweet dates, going to get ice cream and things of that nature. Yeah, I want to see Rue being a good big sister, um, but maybe G is going through some dating drama or whatever her life, you know, has for her. Now she's going through some turmoil. You know, she was getting D's. We got we to gotta bring those grades up, Gia, you know. 
and BB then, and Cat are going to start a podcast about how no one listens to them. <laughs> yeah. And they're just going to spill the tea on everybody because they're there for everything, but no one no one pays attention. Yeah, I want to see Cat uh, begging for Ethan's love and trying to get him, win him Hell back. Hell no. Ethan, <laughs> Ethan's going to be the new Nate Jacobs. <laughs> right. He's going to have all the hot girls at school throwing themselves at him. Cat's yeah. going to be in the rear view. Serious, serious question, though. When Fez gets out of jail, what's he going to do? Right. He can't go back to drug dealing. At least I don't he's think gonna so. Go, he's going to go get a farm somehow. Oh, right, 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 Lexi yeah. are going to live happily ever after, yeah. you know, Little House on the Prairie. Yeah. Little House on the Prairie, yeah. yeah um, Fez with all these old-ass references. Stand by me. <laughs> yeah, that was Little yeah. House on the Prairie. You've never seen that show! <laughs> we had to have another boomer older millennial reference Yo, that's that's before my t- like i never yeah. even saw that show yeah, i know what it is it. but good lord i will say grandmas will put you on some old shit i used to watch little house on the prairie uh in the heat of the night like all the old shows matlock whatever the fuck like mm, matlock. give me yeah give, give me all the old shit colombo yeah <laughs> yeah i don't know man i, I feel like I guess the next step for these kids, and it's funny because as all the wild stuff that we've seen, you would have expected that we would have had some sort of teen pregnancy situation. Again? Well, I'm saying like where somebody's actually going to have a baby. Yeah, like has a baby. But you know, teen pregnancy in real life has dropped dramatically. Yeah. So that's really not like an issue anymore. I think like a study came out like ever since 16 and pregnant. Mm-hmm. aired <laughs> it really has affected the Thank- decline in teen pregnancy so thankful for mtv you know <laughs> educating you. the youth that's what we need yeah <laughs> but i mean i just don't know what other types of drama they're gonna bring you know and i feel like that's an angle that i can see them pursuing in some sort of way it just uh-huh. makes me think that all of the rumors that you know there's some friction between some of the actors and sam it might be true because the mm-hmm. fact that we really just didn't get cat, we McKay is gone. Like, yep. who done. is that guy at that yeah. point? Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? So many people have just been discarded that it's just like, okay, we're we're done with that. It's but you can tell it 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 has to be some like real life drama for Kat had a really dope storyline. Like yeah. she was a really dope character and how they opened it with her, like, you know, not having confidence and, you know, got all these influencers you know, making her feel some kind of way. And they just stopped. Like we, we wanted more. It was a lot of, it's a lot of girls out there who sees themselves in Kat's character. So to, to just leave that hanging was kind of irresponsible in a way. Yeah. What, what were some of the rumors? I haven't heard. Just that she was beefing with Sam Levinson on set. and Yeah. Wasn't working out too hot. I don't know. Barbie yeah. Ferreira did show up in an episode of the after party, so she can get other jobs. So yeah, not like she's not a viable actress. So something's going on, but let me ask, let me ask both of you. This is always one of my favorite questions going into the end of the season. And we did get Rue yada yadaing it, yada yadaing it and saying she finished out the year sober, but we know we can't trust her. So when are we picking season three up? Are we picking mm. it up? shortly after the play are we picking it up a couple weeks after the play are we picking it up in the summer are we picking it up next school year are they gonna have a 
summer vacation slideshow of all our characters just right, you know, right. At, at the beach having fun where where are we going i think i think we're going right before graduation i think the last season will lead into a graduation that's kind of the vibe that i get from the show but and they said like what 2024 is when we're expecting season three or something like that right yeah because it's in Daya's incredibly busy schedule yeah so <laughs> i mean i hope no, nobody ages uh <laughs> in between now and then that's one of the reasons they definitely had to get rid of ash because by the time we come back he's yeah. going to be like a, a man, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah like hey, this isn't gonna work kid thanks for everything uh I feel like they missed a golden opportunity when she was doing her narration at the end to give us a stand by me type of uh, ending to the season. Out mm. um, of out of like that right there. Okay, so I'm thinking it's going to pick up a year after we were originally introduced to Rue. So beginning of the next school year. Yeah, like you know, a little bit into the summer, about to start mm-hmm. uh, the next school year, because in my mind. Rue has nothing but time to get into some shit. And so we might see her go into a program. Maybe, you know, it takes months for, you know, her to actually go to rehab if this is still something that she is down to do to help herself, to further help herself. If she's going to continue these NA meetings, like I would like to see Rue a year after we were introduced to her because when we saw her, she was just a fucking mess. And she said she had no intentions of staying clean. So, you know, even though she, you know, is supposed to be clean throughout the end of the school year, does she want to be? Because she understands, like, she wanted to be sober for Jules. She did, you know, say that that was, you know, something for her. But now that she's kind of like, leaving her in the in the past she's gonna you know leave her alone maybe something else happens i don't know or maybe it's gia maybe we're introduced to gia and she's going through some shit over the summer and you know she's kind of following her um sister's footsteps i would like to also see some more of rue's family introduced because it's not just her gia and leslie there's more people we saw some at the memorial but like there has to be more like, you know how we saw someone post on Twitter, like, oh, we would love to see Andre 3000 on Euphoria. It's like, right. oh, yeah, like you could play an uncle or someone, someone who dealt with drug issues in the past and is clean is, you know, maybe picking up. Maybe he knows Ali or something, you know, like we don't I don't know. That's just yeah. that's just me rambling. <laughs> a shout out to uh, Suze for taking that great picture of them at the memorial, by the way. Uh, that was like <laughs> a pretty awesome moment yeah. you know, with Lexi putting her hand up and it's the perfect like awkward teenage picture and then she recreates it in the play and then also the moment when the stage manager tells the uh, fake Cassie to giddy up uh, when she tells her to get back <laughs> up on the pony. I really enjoyed, right. enjoyed that moment. I hope we see more uh, Lexi getting into her bag and directing and becoming a you know a writer and into the real world you know this play should be her first foray into what she actually wants to do just gonna say she did kind of use up all her material on her first play so (laughs) she's gonna have to do some living she's gonna have to do (laughs) some living of her own before she you know can get back in the lab and drop the sequel to our life part two 
Well, her next one's gonna be a love story, right? Her best. Oh, she has so much now. <laughs> yeah, this now she's got a story with a murder, uh, all kind of. You know, she's gonna when she pulls up to the to the jail, she's gonna have her pen and pad in hand, like, "Hey, babe, we're gonna take this and make a meal off of it." Mm. <laughs> Twenty one questions by Lexi <laughs> and Fez. Exactly. So watch. Fez is somehow going to have an iPhone in jail and he's going to be able to see all the clips from the play and be like, oh shit, so then this happened. Yeah, do you think someone was recording it and blasting it on social for for Lexi during during the performance? (laughs) Well, as soon as Cassie got on stage, the phones came out. Oh, that's true. You'll see that part for sure, yeah. Yeah. That went viral, so I wonder how that's going to play at school. (laughs) That definitely is a viral moment. Lexi's going to get suspended for this wild ass <laughs> show. Girl, you can't have this going on. No one stopped it. It's like, no. nope. Let's keep it going. Let it let it ride. Well, I hope you guys got your food orders in. I hope that you enjoyed this last morsel before the kitchen closes for the summer. But we're not done, folks. We'll be back next week for the very exciting premiere of our show called Showtime, because we can call it Showtime, even though HBO (laughs) didn't want to. We're going to talk about Winning Time, the Lakers Dynasty show from Adam McKay, the who's who of stars. We're going to have, hopefully, hopefully, fingers crossed, some good basketball on camera. That's one of the hardest things to pull off. It's hard to shoot sports on camera. So difficult. So we'll see how they do that. But I'm excited. I know B and Jason are excited. And we'll catch you next time on Showtime. It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply.